The following is a White Roof Radio special audio presentation. Pat McKenna interviewed at the LA Auto Show 2018. Uh, well, this is, this is Have nice. you driven this? Yeah. I had a press car for a week and I, you know, it's so just since we're recording. All right. It's, I've got Pat McKenna trapped. Thank you. In a mini countryman hybrid. And uh, Pat, it's fantastic to uh, to talk to you in this. It's good to talk to you. This is uh, good to talk to an old friend. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a uh, this is a uh, old school. Right, we've got some various things happening here in the, in the system. It's the car um, confused by being in an auto show. Yeah, this is not its natural habitat, is it? Uh, so this is the Jim McDowell style, as, as yes. you were mentioning earlier. Yeah, which is actually quieter because we're in the comfort of a, a mini plug-in yeah. hybrid. Um, and actually, I'm just thinking back to when we first met. So December 1st will be my eighth year with mini because I started December 1st, wow. 2010. So here we are eight years later. And you started out, well, I know you spent a lot of time in product. Yeah, the majority of the time. So out of the eight years, probably six and a half mm -hmm. in product, mm -hmm. and then the past year and a half in marketing. So year and a half in marketing, you're, you've got a, uh, a car company that is obviously, in, in, in my opinion, really at a point now where you've got great product, um, you've got a, a quality lineup of product as mm -hmm. well. And this is this is the most sort of like mature I've seen the, the mini lineup ever. Um, but I guess tell us a little bit about some of the the climate you you see right now in terms of the U.S. marketplace. Obviously, yeah. sales have been have been steadily kind of either down or sort of flat for for a little while now. And there's some challenges out yeah. there. Well, you you use the word quality, and I just want to I want to pick up on that first because when I started. Um, Quality was definitely there. Was there were issues with the mm. second generation cars? We had timing chain issues. We had um, you know things mm -hmm. related to that turbo mm -hmm. failure because you know oil oil levels would run low. And uh, the reason I mention that, like you should you should never, from a public relations standpoint, talk about that, right? <laughs> but the counterpoint to that is now. And mm -hmm. now the mini countryman that we're sitting in is the number one small luxury SUV vehicle in consumer reports. Ahead of Mercedes, oh. ahead of Audi, ahead of let's just say everyone. Okay. <laughs> um, and that is extremely gratifying to see because I remember visiting consumer reports being at their test track mm -hmm. and I said to them when the when this generation of cars came out I said to them I want to see a day when we're at the top of the list and mm -hmm. recognized for all the quality that we've built into these cars and that day is here yeah the challenge with consumer reports is because it's a nonprofit you can't shout it from the rooftop you have mm -hmm. to be clever in how you mm -hmm. communicate it mm -hmm. Um, but I just wanted to pick up on that from a that that's just the quality yeah. story on yeah. how far that we have truly come in in those eight years. I, I do want to press on that a little bit because I think it's interesting. You have a unique position because you were in product during yeah. that second generation, yeah. and now you are sort of on the other end of it, seeing yeah. the sort of you know come to fruition in terms of quality. What happened? 
So I think when when I joined, there was absolutely a rally cry to address some of the topics. Um, and I'm going to give you an, a, an example of one pivotal thing that I, I thought was instrumental. Uh, for example, like all of these cars have low oil sensors. Mm -hmm. So now every car has a screen. It will show you that this car is running low on oil. Mm -hmm. That was something the second generation cars didn't have. It mm -hmm. required customers to really pay attention to this. Mm -hmm. And I think this is what led to, you know, some of the challenges people, not the people listening to this, the people who listen to this, <laughs> check their oil, but there were people who didn't. And yeah. that's when it ran into problems. Yeah. So, um, but we had, um, really the highest levels of attention in engineering. Mm -hmm. We had them come. We actually visited dealerships. Mm -hmm. So we visited, I remember specifically the dealership near our office. We looked at, I remember we literally walked through the service bays, looked at every single car mm -hmm. and we had technicians telling us the stories of each car. Um, and that was the attention paid by Munich at the highest levels of the company. Mm -hmm. um, we had Roger Penske speak in Munich um, and he he talked about everything that was great with the brand, wow. but he also talked about here are some of the challenges, here are some of the things that you need to address. And it's a great question because it didn't, it didn't come by accident. Mm -hmm. It came by a lot of hard work mm -hmm. and determination by the engineers. So I guess then the, on the flip side, fast forward into today, yeah. how do you market that? Because you're obviously in a situation where a uh, small car market, which we can talk about a little bit further, um, is not at its peak right now at right. the very least. Yeah. Um, so you've got to, you've got to really come across uh, a, a little bit more, differentiating I, yeah. I suppose yeah it's always tricky because you don't want to educate people that maybe there were some challenges mm -hmm. so I think it really becomes like really an owner loyalty story or as as we call it a win back story mm -hmm. so I want to go back to the people who 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 bought into this brand um, and love the brand. I mean, just by buying the brand, you're saying, I, I understand your mm -hmm. brand. I love what it stands for, but maybe they had a bad experience along mm -hmm. the way. Those are the people that we want to win back and say, give us a second chance, mm -hmm. come back. So it's largely a one-to-one -one conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, but as part of it will be sharing this consumer reports story and other, you know, other, um, you know, syndicated research that mm -hmm. validates that the quality mm -hmm. is vastly improved. Like, um, not only is Countryman number one in the small SUV luxury segment, mm -hmm. but it pushes the overall quality of Mini is now number nine out of every car company. Wow. You know, so, th th wow. so this is a, to go from the bottom to the top third. Yeah in 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 a short amount of time so that's i think that has to be honestly it has to be um a one-to-one mm. -one communication to reach out to those folks and say hey like give us give us a second chance come back because i think if you if you loved a mini at one point in your life you will always love mm -hmm. many mm -hmm. but the truth is we let some of those people down i think there's an opportunity to bring them back and i think we have this 
validated third party mm-hmm. research that we can point to. It's not just don't take yeah. our word for it, but this is it's, you know, this is a new mini. Yeah, and I I know that that Modern Files written about this a few times because there, there is there has been a a noticeable difference in at least mm-hmm. even even initial quality. Yeah, um, and yeah. so I think it's I think it's interesting to see that validated. Yeah, so, IQS is up. Vehicle dependability mm-hmm. survey is up. So, you know, it's... Uh, and when you get into some of these, um, when we have positive news coming from mm-hmm. some of these companies, uh, it's extremely expensive to get the rights to communicate it. So uh, because we're kind yeah. of small and yeah. grassroots driven, sometimes that's a challenge. So it just becomes... Uh, and it's also... Um, I do think it's the most meaningful to this, you know, really to the community. To this audience. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about being a small company and trying to get the word out about these type of products. Again, not 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 necessarily about quality, not necessarily about, um, you know, reaching back out to folks who've owned minis, but just in general. Um, because I know that, you know, mini is, for those who may not know, is a very small brand in a yeah. very big marketplace. Yeah. So it's it's a small it's literally a small car company by volume so mm-hmm. it's point call it 0.2% market share uh in the United States market uh but it's also small in the portfolio like the Countryman is our largest vehicle which um you know is I always you know to give the the reference is roughly the size of a Volkswagen Golf it's mm-hmm. not too far off from that um so we have a small product portfolio at a time in the country when there's this continued migration to trucks and SUVs. And just last month, I think it passed the 70% mark wow. of trucks and SUVs. Um, we're seeing, uh, in terms of the segment performance, that Mini is in the case of the Countryman, the Countryman is up by 29%. Um, the segment is doing extremely well, the small SUV segment, but there's a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. Um, in every other segment, um, we see that the volume is drastically down and that Mini is down but doing better than mm-hmm. than the others. Mm-hmm. So what it translates to is about a, a 2% uh, drop in sales versus last year. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the circumstances around us, it's pretty remarkable that it's only 2%. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at a brand like Fiat, uh, for example, they are like between 50 and 60% down. Wow. Uh, so, you know, you they're even smaller in their mm-hmm. in their portfolio size than than we are. And um, I'll just give you a, a reference in terms of advertising and how how it changes the way we look at the portfolio Mm -hmm. so we do some clever things where if you advertise a countryman on tv in approximately 10 million households that have tvs hooked up to uh the Mm -hmm. internet we can see if that household then visited the mini website Mm -hmm. so if you see the countryman commercial did you visit the and, and we see this correlation. And in this past summer, in the past summer, we ran the new creative uh, for the life cycle mm-hmm. for the for the hardtop. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought the creative was really good. It's dynamic performance. It's fun to drive. It's what I've been really, since I started in the role, I've been really trying to focus on fun to drive. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the the hard top hustling through downtown LA where we are Mm -hmm. right now. And when I showed that on TV, it doesn't nearly perform as well as a countryman. And I think it's because of the segment performance. Mm-hmm. So even though the hardtop really is the heart and soul of this company, the reality is the countryman is where the attention is. Mm-hmm. It's where the attention is from mm-hmm. uh, a growth standpoint. And the reality is the hardtop is doing fine. Mm-hmm. The hardtop, without getting a lot of marketing support, it's the iconic car that we all know mm-hmm. for many. But the reason I'm telling you the story is because I was fascinated by the fact that a fun, fun to drive, like great spot for the hardtop was just not getting anyone's attention. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because a lot of Americans are just saying, yeah, that's small. That's not, that's mm-hmm. not for me. Mm-hmm. And that's really interesting. But that is why you're seeing some of the other car companies saying they're not going to make these cars anymore. Yeah. They're not going to yeah. make, there will not be a Volkswagen Beetle. Right. Um, so when you think of, there's, you just saw obviously Chevrolet's canceling yeah, the cruise yeah. and, and so forth. So my hope for many is, um, so the good news is like to be down two percent to be a small car company down to Mm -hmm. the 2.8% right now is actually is a strong story Mm -hmm. in this market that we're in but if we have attrition of other small cars my hope is that we we start to pick that up we gain share yeah because if you are passionate about small cars if you're passionate uh, about let's say a car an iconic car like a Volkswagen Beetle Mm -hmm. Your only other option, if you're really interested in in old European iconic cars, it's the Beetle, the Fiat mm-hmm. 500, and the Mini. Mm-hmm. And I think then those people, it might be interesting to see. Uh, you see that the Mini will become, mm-hmm. you know, really the the icon that's still here mm-hmm. with us. And interestingly, and I've told you this before, but we do see some. Uh, relationships between cross-shopping with Jeep. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because it's it, these are cars with character. These mm-hmm. are cars with personality. And I think that we have this, uh, this depth and substance mm-hmm. when it comes to being uh, an icon. Mm-hmm. And I think that that will stay forever. What's, so I guess that, that leads to the next question. Do you see a light at the end of the tunnel in terms of this, the, the, the current sort of climate around big versus small? I think if you look at, at the oil, like oil prices and gas prices in the longer term, there doesn't seem to be anything that's going to drastically change. Mm -hmm. But I'm constantly reminded that this is a volatile Mm -hmm. market. Um, I also think we have an opportunity to remind people how fun it is to drive these cars because as people migrate to things that are bigger (laughs) I don't think that they realize what they're giving up Mm -hmm. and I think that they yes they get the more the the more utility Mm -hmm. for sure 
um, and gas is still low. Like let's yeah, let's it is. <laughs> let's be honest. No way around it. Yeah, um, but I think if you look at the number of people out there who are driving um, larger vehicles, I think there's an opportunity mm-hmm. to to pull them back by selling them on fun to drive and. We're going to have some interesting stories next year in terms of more performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we're really excited about. Yeah. You heard the GP is confirmed. Yes, yes. really so, exciting. So you have these bookends. You have we're sitting in a plug-in hybrid. We'll mm-hmm. have a full battery electric mm-hmm. in 2020. We'll have the GP in 2020. Mm-hmm. You can't think of better bookends. Yeah. And what I what I find fascinating about being here in Los Angeles. This is the number one market for electric. Mm-hmm. This is the number one market for for John Cooper Works and performance wow. cars. So, so you have this market that really is kind of the best of both. Worlds. Respects both yeah. of those. Do you feel that you have the right product mix right now? I mean, you've got a couple coming out, but do you feel like there's something that's 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 missing, or do you feel like you have what you need? I mean, if we if if we were truly looking at the American market. And building something for the American market mm-hmm. specific to to go where the growth is, mm-hmm. we would undoubtedly go bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is not, you know, the uh, so we could envision, you know, some let's say larger format of the countryman. Mm-hmm. But I think that the reality is the portfolio does well everywhere else, mm-hmm. everywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. The portfolio is right sized for Europe, Asia. Um, so for the U S to come in and to say, well, a larger mini would actually fit the market. Mm-hmm. We can have that discussion, but it, a, does it fit the brand? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You're, the brand is called mini where, right. you know, <laughs> I don't ever lose sight of mm-hmm. that. Um, but so you have to think about, does it fit the brand? Mm-hmm. Um, and can we build a business case mm-hmm. to, to try to justify building something that is for, for the American market? Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, I think the portfolio is a global portfolio. I think it's, uh, you know, I think the countrymen is kind of the perfect small SUV. We talked about, you know, all the accolades mm-hmm. it's receiving. And uh, <coughs> I think we could envision maybe some variation of, of Countryman, but I don't see really the portfolio changing all mm-hmm. that much. So if the, you've got the product more or less, you've got some new stuff coming online. How do you get folks in these cars, even test driving them, who haven't considered a Mini before? I mean, obviously that's a big part of what uh, you have on your plate, I, yeah. I assume. Yeah, it's it's <coughs> challenging because when you're two percent, point two percent market mm-hmm. share, um, to find to find the right customers for these cars is really it's it's art and science. Mm-hmm. But there are, and, and I know the the people that follow you and and follow White Roof Radio um, and Motoring File are going to love this. Um, the thing that's off the charts for Mini, when you look at how Mini customers' attitudes are different mm-hmm. from every other car company, it's three things. It is it gives me a sense of adventure. Mm-hmm. It is an expression of my personality, and I like that it stands out in the crowd. 
this is where Mini is off the charts versus every other car company mm -hmm. in existence. So we look for this type of uh, customer out there. We, you know, we're using, we're trying to find, uh, let's say, some of the DNA mm -hmm. in in our current Mini customers and find that out in the universe. Um, but it's art and science, mm -hmm. you know, it's not, it's not perfect. And then you have to find someone who has a predisposition to a small car. And then like we firmly believe, get someone a test drive, get someone behind the right. wheel. Um, so we just launched a, a pilot program in LA and San Francisco. You just, <coughs> you basically just um, tweet for a mm -hmm. test drive. We're working with a partner called Fuji. And we're just trying to make it easy. You don't even have to come mm -hmm. to the dealership. Like, let if you're within a 10-mile radius of the dealership, we'll come to your home or office. Mm -hmm. We want to test drive, mm -hmm. get people to test have drive. Have you seen any early results on that? So, actually, we launched it just, just two weeks ago. But within the first hour, we had 42 requests, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. When the pilot is only at really three dealerships in LA and three dealerships mm -hmm. in San Francisco. So it's off to a great start. Um, there's a lot of people who reschedule cause it's, you know, it's, you're at the, the whim of the mobile device. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm glad that we're in that space and making it easier for people to, to take a test drive. Cause I yeah. think we absolutely have to, uh, get people behind the wheel. The other thing that and I would love feedback from from you and from the whole owner community. Um, we have such passionate owners that we love and cherish. Mm -hmm. Is there a way to get them to to kind of uh, you know evangelize the brand? Yeah, and yeah. I know they do yeah. already, but is there a way that we can uh, we can do it in a way that that is makes it? Um, more personal, mm -hmm. let's say. Mm -hmm. I think there's an opportunity there. Mm -hmm. And this is where I think, um, you know, we're so blessed by having, you know, such a fantastic owner base. That's why I was here in LA talking mm -hmm. about that yesterday, talking about Mini Takes Estates. And we have this, this owner community that other car companies would love to have. Mm -hmm. And so not to be... Um, not to abuse the privilege, but we would love to have to think about a way, a mm -hmm. clever way to get to get more people to experience Mini through the owner community. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Sorry, the the the, the gears are turning in my head <laughs> yeah. right now. Some some thoughts, but so I've just spun this into a you know. A, are you asking me questions now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, I know we're probably at time. Um, but I, I do, you know, I really appreciate the time, Pat. Um, I think, you know, as we look around, there's, like I said, there, this is really a mature lineup of minis. You've got um, a couple coming on on uh, production or coming sort of on track in the next year and a half or so. How excited are you about those two products? I'm extremely excited and uh, because it was some of them were formulated when I was on the product side uh, these some of these products that are coming um, I have a personal vested interest and we're and, talking about the full electric mini and of course the GP yeah mm -hmm. and and also um, the updated John Cooper works Clubman and Countryman mm -hmm. that we'll have next year uh, I'm thrilled that those are coming to market because mm -hmm. um, 
it's just it's anything that's going to help us with a performance story mm-hmm. i think it's a reminder to everyone we have not forgotten fun to drive mm-hmm. is what drives this brand mm-hmm. i think the electric is great coming back we were you know this better than anyone we were the first in mm-hmm. 2009 Absolutely. and uh and minis are really perfect for for electric in terms of ride handling mm-hmm. i mean it's just a great experience mm-hmm. and i think that's a growing area like i think that that electric will it, all you have to do is walk through this auto show mm-hmm. to see you know how, how yeah how, where it's going yeah and, and you've you've experienced this car is there anything you can tell our listeners my experience really comes from the last Mini E. My mm-hmm. experience, like I was blown away by that car, uh, by the the torque, mm-hmm. um, the immediacy, of, the immediacy of, sort of, of the of power. Yeah, it was and amazing. so you take the go kart handler, <laughs> you throw in a crazy level of torque. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the regenerative regenerative braking, like when you come off the... Which was very aggressive in that car. Super aggressive. <laughs> and I'll never forget, like one of my first weeks on the job, we did a competitive ride and drive. Mm-hmm. And I started off in a competitive car, competitor car, not to be named. But I was annoyed that the, you know, the Mini was driving ahead of me like... Uh, like like we were out driving Ferraris. The car mm-hmm. was just flying away from me and there's no way I could keep up with it. And then when I got behind the wheel of the Mini, I realized why Vinny was driving it like that. <laughs> and it, it's like, it's just infectious. It's yeah. just a fun, fun car to drive. So I'm excited for that. To and that's Vinny Kong who's, Vin, who's, the, who's the, in the... famous Vinny Kong. The, the and I was kind Kong. of the almost playing the chaperone at that point. I'm like, why? Mm. You don't have to drive so aggressively. And then I found myself doing the same thing five yeah. minutes later and it was everything about the car. It was the fact that it was the way the Mini was set up mm-hmm. and that competitor car was set up for efficiency. It was not set up for fun and it was not set up for any level of enjoyment. Yeah, so. that's exciting. That's real exciting to hear. And obviously that's a product from, gosh, almost 10 years ago yeah. now. Yeah. But um, I've heard folks on the BMW side in official uh, press releases and speeches sort of veiled references to how great this is going to be yeah. uh, in terms of that electric performance. So should be fun. And of course, uh, probably more important to many of our listeners is the GP, which is coming. Yeah. I know there's already uh, waiting lists at dealers. There's a lot of yeah. excitement that's already been built around that car. And I can only imagine that's going to be a great halo product for you to market as well. Yeah. I had on Thanksgiving day, I had a text message from Todd Jeffrey in Florida. One of our, that's the, Todd and Debbie, uh, husband and wife, his and hers, GPs, <laughs> and they sent me a happy Thanksgiving. And there was no, there was no question in there about GP. But I, like, I was <laughs> yeah. like, happy Thanksgiving to you. Thrilled that the GP is coming. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited for this car. I think the big question is always, how close does a car come to the concept? Mm-hmm. And we have just a really good feeling about. Um, really yeah because that concept was pretty wild the concept was amazing yeah it was incredible that's cool So we're excited for it uh it's out there in testing and Mm -hmm. camouflage right now so so, uh i'm super excited for Mm -hmm. it um i was lucky enough to be here when the last one came out 
and one of the only cars that Mini actually has in its like in in their uh, uh, personal, if you will, storage. Uh, some of them are classics, but mm. we have a GP1 mm. uh, uh, down down in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and I was fortunate enough to drive the GP1 and the GP2. I think it's going to be great to get mm. you know all three of them out. Um, yeah. But this car is going to be really special. Awesome. Well, so we're going to end it on that. Thank right. you very much for the time, as always. Yeah, thank you. All right. Thanks, Pat.